Hi everybody, as you may notice uh, to our listeners, um, we did not have a show two weeks ago. We were planning to do a show of the Day of the Death to explain more about diversity and the heritage behind this holiday, but we couldn't and now we finally got a chance to do it and we are going to upload it now. Hope you enjoy it. Here it comes. Welcome to Maverick Inclusion Dial, where we will discuss all things related to diversity and inclusion on the Minnesota State University Mankato campus, community, and beyond. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, when you're listening to this, this is Romero Vinambega in Maverick Inclusion, Inclusion Dial. And once again, back here at the podcast, and as you know, we are going to enlighten with some diversity topics. So today, we have a special guest to, into the podcast. We have the director of Latin American Studies at uh, MSU, Dr. Chad McEachin. I will allow, uh, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Dr. Chad? Oh, sure. I'm uh, Chad McCutcheon. I am a professor of Latin American history um, here in the history department at Minnesota State. And I'm also the uh, coordinator of the Latin American Studies program, which is an interdisciplinary program we have here that uh, incorporates uh, the history, Spanish. Uh, we have uh, professors in the English department of political science, uh, anthropology. And so it's an interdisciplinary study that shares the focus on, on Latin American culture, Latin American studies in general. Okay, good stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have also or another uh, great host here, Sara Aguilar, who is uh, one who is going to take the lead on the interview, actually. Would you like to introduce yourself, Sara? Uh, thank you, Ramiro. Uh, again, welcome, everybody. My name is Sara Aguilar. I'm the Interim Director for Latinx Affairs here at Minnesota State Mankato. Uh, Chad, thank you for joining us. Um, and just to get started, I mean, yeah. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Day of the Dead, which um, just happened, you know, recently, earlier, this week or last weekend. And, you know, we really want our viewers or our listeners to know what is Day of the Dead. So could you ex- give us a, you know, an explanation of kind of what it is? Uh, Day of the Dead is, uh, it's a holiday, a celebration that's predominantly uh, celebrated in Mexico, although it's uh, starting to spread. And there are some, some similar celebrations that occur elsewhere in Latin America. Um, but usually what we consider, what we think of with uh, Day of the Dead is a Mexican celebration. Um, it's Dia de Muertos or Dia de los Muertos, as it's sometimes called. And it's basically a celebration to remember and uh, celebrate and kind of reconnect uh, to family members that have died or ancestors that have uh, come before. And in a lot of Western cultures, um, dealing with death is supposed to be kind of a somber event and you dress in dark colors and it's uh, something that's supposed to be sad and reflective. Um, and that's not the case with Dia de los Muertos. It's actually a very festive, very uh, celebratory uh, event and time period. And uh, to people that don't understand the culture, a lot of times it can be um, viewed as morbid, but it's not morbid at all. It's intended to be a celebration and a way of accepting death as part of life. And so the way it's often kind of celebrated 
is uh, commemorating the dead, usually in the form of uh, what they call ofrendas, or these kind of offerings, which kind of take the form of a shrine. Sometimes they're in houses. Uh, sometimes they might actually visit the cemetery and uh, make these ofrendas in uh, in the cemeteries themselves. And what these ofrendas usually, uh, they usually have very similar things. And so they might have photos of the deceased. Um, usually there are images of saints or the Virgin Mary. Um, the papel picado is very common, which is the, if you've ever eaten in a Mexican restaurant or other things you've seen, probably the uh, kind of tissue paper that's cut out. Um, marigolds are these bright uh, orange flowers that uh, the, the idea there is that they're supposed to be bright enough to um, guide the souls or the scent a lot of times is meant um, to wake up the souls. And then a lot of times the favorite food or drink uh, that the deceased had in a way of kind of remembering them. And so they might, uh, around these ofrendas, they might pray, they might uh, celebrate, tell stories. Uh, and it's just a way of kind of celebrating and, and commemorating uh, the life of those that uh, are deceased family members and, and ancestors in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you summed it up perfectly. It's a celebration, uh, very different to what you see here in the United States, of course, with um, around surrounding death, like you mentioned. And you also mentioned that there's a lot to go that goes onto the ofrendas or um, the altars. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more? You know, we're seeing this a lot here in the U.S. where we're seeing all these skulls, the Katrina. Can you talk a little bit more about that symbolism? The uh, obviously the most obvious part of the skeleton and skulls is that they are associated with death, um, and this has I think roots in uh, European history. That this became a common kind of theme in European history, with uh, skeletons being associated with death in the sense that it was it was used in art a lot to kind of um, be a reminder that, that death is inevitable and it's kind of a great leveler. Uh, but it also has roots that are very specific to Mexico too, and then Mexico's culture. Um, an artist by the name of uh, Jose Guadalupe Posada was uh, famous for creating these illustrations that included um, skeletons in everyday attire. And he used it kind of as satire um, or critique in a lot of times. And so he would have political figures or um, a lot of times they would mean to represent something that was going on in society. And so it was always a depiction of the living. So they'd be wearing clothes, they would be doing activities, they might be riding a bike or whatever it may be, um, but they would be depicted um, as a skeleton. And so a lot of the images that you see that have become part of Day of the Dead uh, are very similar to kind of his style. And I think it kind of became mainstream. And so even, it definitely is a part of Day of the Dead, but you even see this a lot of times as just being representative of Mexican culture a lot. And what would be, you've mentioned now um, that it's becoming very mainstream. Um, you know, there's uh, the movie Coco got released a couple years from now. W what are your thoughts on that and how that's kind of influencing uh, Day of the Dead being seen here in the U.S.? I think uh, the major thing is just that uh, the spread of Latin American culture. I think, uh, uh, you know, we also just recently are still going through an election and it's been very obvious the role that the Latinx uh, 
on both sides really have played a prominent role. Um, and so I think you're seeing the spread of, of the culture. And then when it becomes mainstream and things like Coco, which I think uh, did a great job of kind of capturing the, the sentiment behind uh, Day of the Dead. And so it happens both because as people move, they, they carry culture with them. But it also is a way, I think, of people that want to reconnect or celebrate their heritage in a lot of ways. And so it's not just people that have already practiced it before, but you have new people that are, are wanting to kind of celebrate their heritage. Uh, and another example of that, um, I was actually born on the 5th of May, so Cinco de Mayo, and then I grew up in Texas. And so uh, Cinco de Mayo was another kind of way that um, some people argue that it's a bigger holiday in the United States than it is in Mexico. And I think what you're seeing is just a way for people to kind of um, reconnect with their heritage and celebrate their heritage a lot of times. And so I think when you kind of look at all of these things together, um, it's not really surprising that you're starting to see uh, Day of the Dead spread in the United States. I mean, um, I think it's great that, you know, more people are learning about Latin American culture and all our traditions. Um, so I know you've meant you, you also mentioned, you know, it's called Day of the Dead or sometimes also Days of the Dead. So can you explain a little bit um, as to why it might be multiple days instead of just one day that this holiday yes, is celebrated? Uh, it's actually, it depends because it's not celebrated the same. Even within Mexico, it's uh, different regions have different ways of celebrating. Um, and so it's anywhere from one to three days. And it actually coordinates with the Catholic calendar um, in which you have uh, November 1st is All Saints Day and November 2nd is All Souls Day. And um, of course, in the United States, Halloween is a big holiday or celebration. And that is All Hallows Eve. Uh, which comes the day before All Saints Day. And so I think because of the, all three of these days are very closely connected that uh, you see this reflected in the Day of the Dead or Days of the Dead in some places where it might actually begin on All Hallows Eve and it might not end until um, All Souls Day on November 2nd. And I think this is one of the confusion too, which might be a good time to clarify, where a lot of people think Day of the Dead as the Mexican Halloween. And that's not true at all. You have the similarity because of the um, proximity to, I mean, you're celebrating the same Catholic tradition, uh, but other than that, they have very different kind of histories and, and the way they've evolved and really what they're uh, meant to celebrate and how they're celebrated are, are very different. So it just happens to be kind of coincidental that it shares that date in a lot of ways. Yeah, so with the Catholic influence, um, in your view, as from a history point of view, how, how long has that been influenced the tradition? I think it depends on how you define, you know, day of the day, because in a lot of ways that the way it's practiced now uh, has evolved. Um, and so if you just look at uh, certain practices that are still kind of continued, um, these do have their roots well into the colonial period. Um, and that is just uh, celebrating, um, in a lot of ways, it wasn't necessarily celebrating death, I think, in the same way. And, and that has more, I think, modern roots as to how it's applied. Uh, but when you look at uh, processions to the cemeteries and uh, some of the um, types of food, like the pan de muerto uh, that they make, which are kind of um, sometimes made in the shape of bones or other things, uh, some of those do have a little bit older history in the Catholic tradition. 
Um, but I think what you see today, it would be hard to argue that uh, that has been the exact same celebration the way that it's carried back. So a lot of it, I think, depends on how you define uh, Day of the Dead within the modern context and how much continuity we ascribe to it. Okay. Yeah, because I knew some of those, you know, like uh, the Fonda Muerto, which is kind of representative of, I guess, I don't know if you if you could agree with me or not, but, uh, you know, like the bread of Christ almost or that brotherly extension from the church. Um, I knew that one <laughs> um, because I am not I we our family doesn't celebrate Day of the Dead uh, the same way they do in Mexico. I'm actually from El Salvador. So our celebrations tend to be, you know, we uh, clean the tombs and we decorate them um, and we honor their memories. But that's as far as our tradition goes for Day of the Dead. And I definitely think that the Catholic influences and colonial influences are prominent there and that you see um, similarities. Uh, but, you know, each, um, each country and each uh, location has their own um, cultural aspect. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit more um, kind of what the indigenous influences we might still see today with the tradition? The indigenous influences are really interesting because it's part of a uh, debate that's kind of going on right now as to, um, because some people say that the Day of the Dead is actually a continuance of kind of pre-colonial indigenous culture. Um, and then others say that it's syncretic, which is just a a word that basically means it has elements of both the uh, you know Christian Catholic religion and Spanish culture along with um, indigenous uh, cultural aspects and then some say that that most of what you see in modern sense wasn't actually part of uh, the pre-colonial indigenous culture um, the way I would respond to that is I would say that regardless of whether the modern aspects of Day of the Dead are actually rooted in the um, Aztec or Maya cultural histories, I think that it's still in a lot of ways a celebration of those. I think that a lot of what is incorporated into modern Day of the Dead celebrations is very much intended to celebrate the indigenous history and the indigenous past. And uh, just an example of some of the things we've already talked about, uh, the when uh, Jose Posada was writing, the, excuse me, I'm going to start over there for a second. Um, so when Jose Posada was doing his illustrations, it was actually within a specific context. And so before the uh, Mexican Revolution, you had a time period where Mexico was under a dictator for around three decades um, named Porfirio Diaz. And this time period is known as the Porfiriato. And one of the aspects of the Porfiriato was that they were trying to modernize Mexico. And uh, everything was really geared towards uh, modernization. And when they were trying to modernize, they were looking at America, they were looking at uh, Europe, and they were trying to emulate these cultures and these customs. And so what became really part of the cultural element was emulating European style, European dress, and so um, one of the famous figures is La Catrina. And La Catrina is a very significant part of the Day of the Dead uh, now. Well, it actually came from a drawing um, from Posada known as La Calavera uh, Garbancera. And Garbancera was a slang term for like um, 
elegant dress or dandy. And so it was kind of a reminder from Posada that um, you can try to dress your appearance, you can try to do these things, but um, you know, death again is kind of the, the leveler, the equalizer. But another aspect of that was he was criticizing uh, people that were rejecting their indigenous roots and um, some of them even wearing like powdered makeup and another thing was to kind of hide um, their indigenous ancestry. And so the reason this is relevant again to Day of the Dead is um, what followed the revolution was a period where they were rejecting this kind of turn to the European style of the dress and they started to embrace their indigenous past. And so um, it's actually a famous muralist, Diego Rivera, that is going to take uh, this original image by Posada and he's going to use it in a mural. And that's where the La Catrina figure is uh, kind of confirmed. And so what started being pushed in this period when they started to embrace their indigenous past was the idea of celebrating um, our pre-colonial history. Um, they're saying that we want to celebrate uh, Mexico's past, and then they looked back to Aztec norms and how they viewed death. And so I think um, what happens after that is you start seeing a lot more indigenous influences being incorporated to practices that may have been, uh, even though they may have been Catholic originally, they're starting to celebrate and emphasize uh, more of the kind of pre-colonial Mexican past. Yeah, so that's very interesting, you know, to kind of hear a bit of that history. Um, but also with that, um, is that also why people tend to, you know, do the face paintings? Because um, I've seen, you know, a lot of people do that dress up as Katrinas. And is that where that tradition kind of comes from then from that uh, cartoon drawing? Yeah, I think once you see it and it becomes mainstream and it's celebrated, I think then um, dressing up like that, it, it kind of serves two purposes. Uh, one, it is intended to, as I mentioned earlier, kind of maintain this theme of poking fun of the elites, poking fun of, of taking life too seriously, that, um, that a lot of these things that we think are very important in society are very superficial. Uh, because again, it goes back to the tradition that death is kind of um, humbling, right? And that it's a part of life. And so on that level, it can be cathartic and it's a way of kind of embracing, um, kind of viewing death in that lens. Uh, but then the flip side is the indigenous element of that the Aztecs viewed death very differently, right? That it wasn't uh, uncommon to see a lot of, uh, you know, skulls as decoration. Um, there's things in the uh, museum in Mexico where you see the Aztecs uh, decorating skulls with turquoise and and uh, so seeing these images everywhere uh, also in the Aztec deities uh, you see it's not uncommon for deities to have skull heads or, or other things and so I think it's also a way of embracing that so you see kind of the two sides of that coin coming together I think that's really great to to learn that uh, it's very fascinating um, some of that stuff I actually did not know. Um, so that's really that's really great. Um, what kind of advice could you give to individuals that are not of uh, Latin um, ancestry that would like to partake in the holiday? Like, you know, in ways that they can do it without doing like the cultural appropriation. I know that's something that's very common now, especially when you mentioned that the holiday is celebrated uh, right around the time of Halloween that coordinates to the American Halloween, I suppose. 
uh, compared to, you know, this not being a Halloween celebration at all? Yeah, I think uh, that's an interesting question. Um, Cause I'm also, I'm from Texas and, mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, it is a difficult bridge when you talk about cultural appropriation. Uh, I think it's about respect. I think it's about uh, your reasons for doing it. Um, I think if you, cause so obviously I can't speak for the people of Mexico or uh, the Latinx culture here, but um, I do know that a lot of people are happy to see their culture embraced and happy to see new people um, that are embracing things that are important to their own culture. And so I think it's about respect and, and why you're doing it. And I think if you have a sincere um, reason to want to embrace the holiday and celebrate it, then I think you can do that. Um, if it's meant to be novel or meant to be, you know, just something that is kind of insincere or or not something that's done um, respectfully, then then I think that's a, a totally different context. And then I think it's important to communicate, you know, talk to people and, and see how they feel about it. And, uh, you know, obviously people are going to have different opinions about it. Um, but I think if you can communicate people and, and, and get people in the, the Latinx community and, and uh, find out how they feel about it. But uh, I think definitely the more, I mean, it is a fascinating holiday. I think uh, there's a lot of positive things about um, dealing with death and, and understanding that it is a part of life and, and it allows you to kind of uh, do this in a celebratory way rather than um, a somber and serious way. And I think that's something that can, uh, I think we could all relate to that. And so, um, I would think it's just more about how you approach it and making sure that you're approaching it in a, in a respectful and, and sincere manner. Yeah, that's really great advice, you know, um, to tell our, our listeners, because um, I do get asked that question quite a lot, you know, how, how can we make sure we're not um, doing cultural appropriation with any of the celebrations that we talk about in our center as well. So um, thank you for those great words. Um, is there anything else you would like us to know about uh, Day of the Dead celebration? I just think, uh, again, the more it spreads, it's really fascinating to see um, how it kind of manifests in, within different cultures and how uh, different cultures kind of put their own spin on it. And you mentioned that you have uh, your own way in your family that you celebrated. And so I think it'll be interesting. And I talked about Cinco de Mayo. Uh, earlier where um, it's becoming important in the United States in a different way than it is in Mexico. And uh, I think that can be a good thing. I think that uh, can tell us a lot about um, how cultures form and how we relate to cultural things. And I think, um, so I think it can be really interesting to see as Day of the Dead start to become a more important holiday in the United States and as it uh, happens elsewhere it'll be interesting I think to see uh, how that unfolds and, and what kind of happens in the United States with it. Yeah and I know you've mentioned Synchro Mile too I mean <laughs> I think that'd be for a, a different uh, podcast episode but uh, I think we'll have to invite you back for that one uh, like next, that next semester. Oh that's your birthday so oh, yeah. uh, oh, well oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I know that's a, a big, 
yeah, celebration here in the U.S. now. Um, but do you think Dead or Dead 2 is picking up uh, more momentum here, not just because it's becoming more commercial where companies are selling, you know, the, the you know, the Skulls and the Katrinas and kind of what you see traditionally in Mexico with with Day of the Dead, but also because more young people in the United States are trying to connect with maybe their parents or grandparents' uh, heritage. I think, uh, I would say the latter. I think uh, <laughs> one of the really interesting things is you hear a lot of times when you speak to people of previous generations and they didn't want to teach their children to speak Spanish and they didn't want to teach their children because not because they didn't value their own culture, but because they felt like it was going to hinder them, you know, moving forward in society. And I'm very glad that uh, that's not the case anymore, that uh, um, now it's more we want to encourage and pass on those traditions. And so um, I think that's a really important element. So I would say that it's more that people are just embracing their culture and um, hopefully there's respect for that across cultures within the United States. And um, so I like to see it go. And of course, I think there is some coincidence that um, Halloween is celebrated here and that there's uh, such a close proximity together that I think um, that's another reason you might kind of see that happening is that it is a way to um, kind of celebrate both, you know, that you can kind of incorporate some of Halloween. And I've even heard that in some places in Mexico that you're seeing things like the calaveras, the skull candies, that uh, sometimes they're incorporating that into something more similar to what we do is like trick-or-treating. Um, and so I think uh, even though these holidays aren't really the same thing, but they do have the same proximity and similar themes a lot of times when you think of death and other things. And so um, I would think it's it's sincere. Now, obviously, you know, lots of things get commercialized. Uh, it's hard to think of any holiday in the United States that isn't commercialized. And so I'm sure that will help it spread too. But but I definitely would think that the, the fact that it's spreading is a, is a sincere effort. I mean, that's great. I There's no complaints for me that, you know, some of our traditions are spreading and more people are learning about it. I always say the more the, the merrier brings up more conversations and opens that opportunity for people to learn. Um, and I think it only makes all, I think just, you know, the more kind of uh, culture experience we all have, I think it's, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, especially in the U.S. where we have so many different cultures and so many different traditions everybody celebrates. Um, but yeah, is there uh, any words of wisdom? Uh, I don't have any more questions for you. Um, from you all, I can also open it up for you if you'd like to ask anything, um, unless there's something else you would like to, to add, chat to our conversation so far. Uh, I can't think of anything right off hand. I would say same thing. You literally took all the questions that are on my mind. Um, something I kind of worked to mention was what you, what you guys also talked about how uh, I'm from Ecuador too, and we also celebrate this holiday, but we do it in a completely different way. So I will have, which I did learn, like I wanted to ask you about the origins. Um, I knew it has something to do with like religion and this part of uh, what we got from the colonial days. But yeah, you guys were on point, and I would say I was pretty informed. Uh, I was mostly like just paying attention to what you guys were saying. Great. So I guess with that, then, uh, I always like to ask our guests to leave us with some words of wisdom. 
Um, so any words of wisdom from you today, uh, Chad? Oh, wow. Um, I just think that since we're on the topic to, uh, because I know cultural appropriation, since you brought that up, is you know a very significant and important issue um, that I would say that to embrace other cultures. I just think that's really important and be open to learning and and um, if you're not embracing another culture as far as that's concerned be, be very open and, and hopefully glad to talk about your own so hopefully I have more podcasts like this one <laughs> yeah well, thank you for those wise words uh, we will be having more podcasts um, I, we got a couple more coming out this semester and then we'll pick right back up next semester as well um, so I think with that, we might be able, we'll uh, start closing off. So uh, Dr. Chad, uh, thank you for joining us today and uh, informing us a little bit more on Day of the Dead celebration. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shamiro, sure. you want to close us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say uh, that's about it. That's, that's it for this week's episode of like my Inclusion Dial. I saw this name. Um, but I mean, now that you mentioned like one of those last comments, I would love to hear how is Dr. Chad like coping with this pandemic you would like to share? How I've been coping with the pandemic, is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's difficult. Uh, I, I will say at the university that we've done a good job, I think, of, of uh, creating opportunities to kind of uh, keep things going. We're doing some hybrid classes, you know, where part of it is online. And, and similar to now, like we probably would be doing this in person. Um, we're, we're doing it in Zoom. Um, I definitely miss interacting with people more. You know, you, you all the doors are closed at the university and, and uh, not as many students come to class. Um, but you, you have to respect the, the seriousness of the situation as it is. And so um, I've been self-quarantining as, as much as possible and, and uh, just, hoping that we can get through it soon yeah and we're definitely all, all there with you um it's some weird times definitely mm -hmm. so thank you for sharing about that and besides that i don't have anything else but uh, i love the conversation and we're definitely gonna hit you for more podcasts in the future uh, so glad to be back awesome so that's it for today's show and uh, this weekend show so i will see you guys later